I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com Amazing. Says some guy, these men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. Oh, the, the, the baseball analogy. Oh, the, uh, yeah, come on, you thinking? Well, Yaki I don't speak Japan, and you fing people. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, fuck you, DT. Oh, well, Batista's pretty fucking sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner? And, uh, yeah, um, uh, 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> Dontony.com Hey, what's up, everyone? September 17th, 2018. Welcome to this edition of the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. I am Don Tony, and he is... Kev Castle. What's up, DT? Uh, not much, not much. 11.13 p.m., six minutes overtime tonight, because they usually end at 11.07, just so we could see yeah. a clusterfuck with Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. Unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's like getting my dick caught in a zipper and then also like having to pee at the same time and I can't get it out of the zipper. It's like I got to pee in my pants and I'm still having, pe- I mean, why would anybody, I mean, I understand, you know, like kids and Roman Reigns fans, but I mean, I don't understand. I don't know what demographic they're trying to catch with this. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I talked about this on breakfast with Blasi and I was very shocked on YouTube, it was like 95% positive, and I did not shit on the shield in any way, shape, or form. But right. I I really got into what the ratings have been like when ever since the shield have has reformed. And yes, there's been big spurts where they weren't together because of injury, but ever since they reunited, if you actually pay attention to the ratings. The ratings have declined. There is no ratings pop whatsoever. And if you actually look at the quarter hours of when Roman Reigns is wrestling, and even, you know, you look at the Shield, I mean, Seth Rollins is the only person that seems to generate a pop, but they're just hell-bent on having Roman Reigns be in the focal point. 
Right. And as far as it running late, DT, isn't it a little bit earlier in Texas? Is that why the show's going to pretty much continue out there? Isn't no, it? no, 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 no. They always have a dark match and everything, but the USA uh-huh. Network, they go off the air at 11.07 so they can air their programming. So, oh, okay, you know, yeah. just because it's a hour, three hour time difference, it's still USA Network airing at 11.07. Now, if it's in California, you know, it's technically only 8.07. So the USA Network, whatever they program at 8 o'clock, that's what you're going to see over there. But, you know, it doesn't matter where they're taking place. It's 11.07 is pretty much when they're supposed to be off the air. And it's just dragged, dragged, dragged. And then the best part earlier, I mean, you know, I, I wrote this online. I saw it a mile away and it ended up being exactly the way it was. The whole idea of the Ronda Rousey challenge tonight was just to have the riot squad attack Natty, which leads to, I don't even call them the Bellas anymore. I call them the Blalas, you know, just blah. They're just blah. The Blalas come out to make the save, and this is supposed to lead into fucking Australia. You know, as Andrew Dice Clay said, uh, Andrew Dice Clay said in Ford Failing, fucking Australians. If it wasn't for that fucking event, we wouldn't have the fucking blahlas with uh, Ronda Rousey teaming up. I, right. Seriously, I'm going to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch the blahlas team up with fucking Ronda Rousey? Nah, 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 nah. nah. Fucking Australians. And I say that with love because we do have a lot of Aussies that are fans of the show. It's of not course. their fault. It's not their fault. Aussies, okay. Yeah, and you know what? There's a lot of rumors going around. You know, we've, you and I have had this discussion for probably about two months now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we have a discussion, that doesn't mean it's news. It's, it's a conversation, it's opinion, it's idea. But for some reason, for some other podcast, when they have the same conversation, they report it as news. We've been saying all along that if Shawn Michaels comes out of retirement, it is going to be based on two factors boatloads of cash Saudi Arabia and Mm -hmm. The Undertaker giving him his blessing and there's a rumor going around that Shawn Michaels could very well in fact come out of retirement for Saudi Arabia the money is on the table it's just a matter of if he's willing to take it and I'll go one step further there's even rumors going around that if Shawn Michaels comes out of retirement this is just rumor everyone that it would be a tag team match Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker and Kane. What the fuck happened with last time ever? You know, last time ever, that means, no, 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 no. Neither one of you go into the fucking ring with each other at the same time. Undertaker and Triple H, last time ever, until they have a tag team match? The fuck out of here. Well, that's that's the swerve, DT. It's like, notice they didn't say singles or tag last time ever individually fighting each other, but they didn't say anything about the tag match. As soon as I heard... Taker talk about Kane being in his corner tonight. I was it was going in my mind without even looking online. Oh, they're probably gonna milk this and go to Saudi Arabia. I don't know if they'll take it all the way to WrestleMania, but clearly the Saudis, as you've reported before, DT, have uh, endless funds and they will throw enough money at Lesnar at all the the ones that they want to see. I mean, listen, DT, if they could resurrect Ultimate Warrior with money, they would. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, you know, it's fucked up. It, right. They couldn't even get the Renegade. You know, you would think like the the second closest thing, the fucking renegade, he had to go, what, blow his brains out or something? So he's not even around either. Yeah, he killed himself. But exactly, like God knows how much they're offering Shawn Michaels. I'm sure he's very uh, well known with the the Saudi people if they like classic wrestlers or wrestlers who are really big names in yesteryear. Mm -hmm. So God knows what they're offering. Look, Shawn Michaels, it's business. Like you said, DT, enough money is thrown at anybody. Uh, You know, it's like, uh, you know, asking... uh, 
any other athlete, if we give you count this amount, triple what you expect, maybe quadruple, will you do it? How could you say no? Yeah. See, I, I'll play devil's advocate on myself. I'm a wrestling fan. So e even if they have the tag team match and entertain me, I'm fine with it. If right. Shawn Michaels and Triple H team up and face Undertaker and Kane after Australia, I'm fine with it as a wrestling fan. I just yeah. don't like to be trolled like I'm fucking six years old or I'm half brain dead or yeah. I'm on a, you know, or I'm, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, don't, yeah. don't fucking insult my intelligence with stupid shit. I mean, you know, when all of these podcasts and fucking websites, you know, I know there's a lot of young people that do this stuff now, but the people that are doing websites and podcasts that are reporting this stuff that P, you know, it, Everybody is pretty much an adult. You know, we're not nine-year-olds doing this stuff. And everybody online, when you hear rumors, whether they're right or they're wrong, you read dirt sheets or you see, I mean, where does everybody go? Do they fucking not go on a website because, oh, if it's not straight from WWE, I don't pay attention to it? You know, I mean, they're just treating people like they're either children or they're fucking halfway brain dead. Yeah. So I don't know, man. And and then on the flip side, I've said this a thousand times before. Shawn Michaels has got a family. I mean, you know, it's not like he's sitting at home and getting endless, you know, pounds of cash from DX and the Click and all this other stuff. You know, the, you know, it's not as big as it used to be. You know, you don't see plethora of DX shirts in the crowd. So he's got his family. He gets an opportunity to make five million dollars to fucking do Gaga in a tag team match in Saudi Arabia where half the fucking people are sitting in sofas and looking the other way you know you wouldn't it's do a, that it's, a, it's almost a night off really yeah yeah and it's and you know good. what undertaker is going to talk him into doing it probably yeah so probably. you know we'll we'll see what happens but um just to let everybody know uh that are listening live and even on the download last night um dtkc and soup we did a joint recap of hell in the cell Show went one hour and 46 minutes. Wow. So it, it, we not only covered the pay-per-view, but we had a lot of discussions, a lot of opinions, wrestling news, you know, from Ronda Rousey to Matt, Matt Hardy's Hardy. retirement. Yeah. There's just a lot of this. Jinder Mahal. There's just so many discussions yesterday. We're not repeating it tonight. Mm -hmm. This episode tonight will be a little bit shorter than usual because you have an hour and 46 minutes in the bag that you will get a little bit later tonight. Um, also, for those in the chat room, um, we're going to do a little trivia contest later on. I hyped it up on Twitter, and a lot of people are in, you know, love the CM Punk memorabilia stuff. I got an autographed UFC Tops card, CM Punk, gold refractor. It's beautiful. If you go on my Twitter, at DonTonyD, you can see a picture of it. We're going to give it away in the chat room tonight. I'll give people a little bit of a heads up of what the topic is and the hint. It's going to be an audio contest, and it's going to have to do with theme music from the Attitude Era. So nice. we'll get into that later, and uh, let's see how good this contest goes. If it goes smoothly, we'll do another contest next week. We'll give away. Cool. And maybe we'll do one every week for the chat room because I really do nice. appreciate everybody there. I know I fuck around, and people on the download always hear me say blah, 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 blah in the chat. You know, at the end of the day, everybody is st staying up to listen to our show. So, you know, if mm -hmm. we could give back a little bit here and there, why not? course so and uh want to welcome brent russell stefan johnson alonzo gonzalez emphasis the print the prince kelsey mcdonald and peter silver welcome aboard and welcome back to patreon i know some of you have been around before 
Yes. Uh, what'd you think of Raw tonight? Uh, yeah, I was kind of bagging on it in the beginning. I mean, I liked uh, to, to, to just spotlight right off the what I liked. Um, I like seeing Leo Rush come out and interact with Elias and Elias saying, whose kid is that? That was fucking funny. I mean, that was really funny when he came out. I guess he's going to be Lashley's manager or mouthpiece because Lashley can't talk for shit. And I know they're setting up a match and Owens came out and stuff. And uh, I, I just thought it was a good back and forth. And then Lashley came out and kind of took the air out of the segment. But then Owens came out and put some air back in the segment. So I actually liked that. I thought the, the interaction with Elias and Leo Rush was pretty cool. Leo Rush to me is a heel. You you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. he he cuts a promo, and you're not sure if you're supposed to cheer him or you're supposed to start warding him. You know, yeah. and and look, we've been following him. He's very very talented. You know, when you watch him in NXT, you know you you he blends in a lot better. You put him on Raw, and he does look like you know he he looks a little bit bigger than fucking uh, you know Mini Messiah. Or big Drake Mavericks. Or Drake yeah. Maverick. And by the way, I wrote that on Twitter. Too. I think I figured out Drake Maverick's strategy. What's ever that? since, and I'm saying this in storyline, ever since he has become the manager of AOP, he has given AOP opponents his size. Drake Maverick is putting people his size in the ring against AOP. Right. You know, every That's fucking right. week, it's the... And I understand, and we've said it already, soon enough, they're going to face fucking the B team, and they're going to face this, this, and, you know, they'll do the backslap move and all that other shit, but three quarters of what they're doing right now, they're not going to do because they're not going to be... Everybody's that they face is not going to be 130-pound wrestlers. That's true. So... Um, there was something else I wanted to talk about tonight with Raw. I'm trying to think. Um, we did get the announcement that Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns are going to face uh, in a three-way in Saudi Arabia. And I know we kind of mentioned this earlier before, but let's make it official. WWE announced it tonight that they are returning to Saudi Arabia November 2nd. And they are doing um, what's called the Crown Jewel Tournament. Right. So, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of rumors and, you know, but it's, it's official. And we knew that it was going to be about a week or so after the women's evolution. So this yeah. isn't a surprise for anybody. But, you know, they're doing evolution. They're giving the women their own event. And in return, you know, okay, we got to be fucked up and go to a country that just absolutely, you know, doesn't like, you know, gays and women and stuff like that. And, you know, know your role, shut your mouth. They liked Carmelo's ass shot, though, if you remember. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? They put a picture of Carmelo on there. The guy's like, yeah. Well, you know what it is? You know, put yourself in solitary confinement for fucking 18 years, and then all of a sudden you see a piece of ass. You're not going to (laughs) fucking. Literally. You you know, you know what? You're a regular human like all of us. And then all of a sudden I lock you in in a fucking box and I starve you until you're 98 pounds. And then all of a sudden I let you out of the box, and the first thing you see is a piece of a candy bar. You're going to fucking rape that candy bar. Oh, you know, no, candy it's a candy bar. I'm not saying about human. I'm like my American po- pie. Yeah. yeah, my point is, is that when you deprive people of certain things, food, sugar, caffeine, women, men, oh. you know, the just the this, the release, you know, it doesn't even have to be interaction with another human being. Just the release. You, uh, you deprive someone of that, and then all of a sudden they see it. 
you know, it's like a bad fucking, you know, cartoon from the 50s where the fucking, the wolf's eyes pop out of his head. So what, so what you're saying is, DT, is deep down, we're all pretty much the same. We're all pretty much, of course. That's we're all true. the same. We're all the same. Guys, guys especially, yeah. They, they, they're, they're, a lot of people in Saudi Arabia are deprived you know, that's why you always hear in the United States, oh, we should make marijuana illegal. I mean, we should make it legal. Because if we right. make it legal and it's available at all times, you won't want it. No, that's true. You know what I mean? It's like when something... To, to a, yeah, to a degree, to a degree, yeah. Yeah, to a degree. I mean, look, people smoke it to relax. They smoke it for pain. They smoke it for, you know, for other reasons. But the exactly. point is, is that when you're not allowed to have something, you want it a little bit more. Yeah. So that's true. Um, congratulations goes out to Ric Flair. Uh, he married mm -hmm. uh, for the fifth time. Wendy Barlow, who we remember as Fifi in WCW. That's right. Uh, they filmed a documentary uh, for this because, you know, they have to, you know, have their attention. It looked like a really nice wedding. Ricky, yeah. Ricky Steamboat, Undertaker, Michelle McCool, Shane Helms, Dennis Rodman. Dolph Ziggler actually walked Wendy down the aisle, which was nice. Know, right? It's kind of weird. Uh, Michael Hayes there with Fanny Pack. Yeah, with Fanny Pack. <laughs> um, did you see the photo that I actually teased as the synopsis for tonight of them having their kiss once they were pronounced man and wife? Oh, with the tongue? Yes. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I saw that. The tongue. What would The Rock used to say? Look at the tongue, the tongue, the tongue, the tongue. I mean, it's just, come on, man. I mean, I, she looked beautiful. I'm happy for Ric Flair. Charlotte was there as well. I mean, it's nice. But come on, man. You know there's fucking cameras everywhere. It's going to be on TMZ. I'm watching a 70-fucking-year-old man with his tongue down some, some woman's throat <laughs> on a wedding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like It's like I'm happy for him, but Jesus Christ, show a little goddamn class. That's Yeah, you got to think about our older relatives, DT. Did you ever think in your worst nightmares you'd ever see that from an aunt and uncle? Or you, just, we never would, you never would see something like that years ago. Yeah, you know, it's really funny. Let me tell you something. I'll reveal a little growing up Don Tony over here. I, I don't I like, you know, ha having uh utilizing the tongue. I've dated women who do not like <laughs> utilizing the tongue, which really, really sucks because it's like, you know, you're just trying to feel around. You just it's like you're walking around in the dark and you have your hand out and you're trying to feel like if you hit the doorknob or the light switch yeah. or this and you're just testing certain areas and it's like you're doing that with the tongue and you're just like hitting the lip and you're just hitting this and then when you finally go full in she like goes back and go like, ooh, what are you doing? Ew, ew, <laughs> ew, ew, ew. But, you oh, know, it's God. like, so I like it. But I'm sorry, if I'm 70 fucking years old and I look like, you know, I, I've got some massive health problems and I'm trying to enjoy life as much as I can because I may not be around two years from now, you know, don't go front and center in the middle of a fucking documentary with your tongue sticking out. I mean, it's, I don't know. I just, I, I saw that well, and I was like, eh, you know, what the fuck? Well, maybe it's the old man, though, uh, you know, trying to get some moisture thing. You ever see the uh, grandfather and family oh, guy? Go, <laughs> when they're licking their tongue. Yeah, when they're always. Yeah, the grandfather and family guy does that. I have customers that do that. Oh, my God. I have this woman. She's like, how much is my payment? 
<laughs> like That's I cold. should put a postage stamp in front of a mouth. You know, the, remember when we used to have the postage stamps that weren't self-stick? Yeah, yeah, you had to lick them, yeah. Oh, man. It, it oh. looked like, and I'm sure you know this with your cats. I've had it with my dog, God rest his soul. You know, when, when, they, when they feel a little sick, right before they vomit, what do they do? They either lick the floor all over the place or you just see the tongue. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, that's what true. yes, that's what Ric Flair looked like. He looked like a fucking sick puppy. <laughs> oh my! Ready God. to fucking vomit. I I mean, I just I'm happy he got married. It was it looked like a really cute wedding. You know, it was in the back of some fucking you know alley somewhere. <laughs> it, was <laughs> a back, it was a back alley wedding. It looked like the the it looked like the back of like you you know and you you know you you know around Fresh Meadows. You go yeah, around yeah. Fresh Meadows and you have like this block of houses, and in the right. back of the house there's like an alleyway. So you have like the row of the back of the houses, yep. and it's like. Oh, it's separated by maybe like a one car wide road where you could go like down that 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 alleyway. That's what it looked yeah, like. It looked like the exactly. back of someone's block. <laughs> I see it every day around here. You know? So. Yeah. Wait, do we know the actual location? I have no idea. Uh, okay. Well, what state it was in at least? I have no idea. But um, Of course, DT, shout out to our uh, friends and family members, Patreons, whatever, in the Carolinas and in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I talk. The aftermath. Talked a little bit about it last week. I mean, you know, it's rough. I mean, I, I went through it with Sandy, and you see these tragic stories and, you know, people trying to rough it out, and it's just terrible. I mean, what bothers me the most is the countless number of people who left their pets behind. That was terrible. I saw they did a whole beagle rescue from a kennel um, and then putting them all on the boat and everything. It's true. No, and that was a big hashtag, no pets left behind thing, which yeah. I totally agree with. That's ridiculous. Well, you yeah. know, it's rough. I mean, when you got when, when you got to just pick up and go and, you know, just try to find some type of shelter, you know, it's like, what do you do when you have fucking pets? It's really, really rough. That's, that's just, it's sad. It really is. I don't... You know, it's heartbreaking for the owners. I mean, it's bad to witness it on TV, but, you know, those owners have very strong connections with their pets. Oh, yeah. So, the, so. Yeah, well, anyway, I want to shout out uh, some of our associate producers, Tygsy mm -hmm. Bowers, Justin Rebstock, John Miller, Mark Redman, John Steck, Ian Mitchell, John Coffey, Russell Sibinala, Andrew914, Brandon Davidson, Zach Spoonamori, Chris Harris, Razorback Rob, Jerry Stewart, Magic Johnson, Rich Maharg, Paul Woods Jr., Adam Demoy, Diogo Nobre, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Chuck Luntz, Vilnius Havoc, Courtney Summers. We'll get into more shout-outs a little bit later. I Also, for our patrons, I have the winner posted from last night's pay-per-view predictions contest. I'm going to make it official on Breakfast Soup. Because I just want to double check everybody's points, but I'm 99.9% .9 certain, uh, uh, you know, of who won the contest. And, okay. you know, so we'll just, I don't want to mention it here because, you know, I, I don't want to, just God forbid I made a mistake, but I don't make mistakes. So I usually don't make mistakes. Yeah. Did you, you notice on t TV tonight that they were giving all this praise and love for Nia Jax? winning this uh, award did you see that i saw the award i didn't really get m that much into it i, I, I kind of read it real quickly and i uh, heard about it but uh, and then i you know, saw her come back tonight i said it before they did a five ten second pop and then the audience realized oh it's nia Jax. 
the See It See Her Now Award. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm look. I am a fan of Nia Jax. I have praised her. I even said her match with Ronda Rousey was the greatest match in her career. Um, you know, I don't like uh, the direction of her character this year. You know, one minute she's this bullied, you know, heavyset woman. The next time she's, you know, back evil and angry. And then now she's smiling again and this and that. She has no direction. That's the problem, DT. Right. She has no direction. But, you know, I I also want to say this. I invite anybody out there to do a Google search for ANA's Multicultural Excellence Awards because that's the award ceremony where she won the See Her Now Award. And if you want to go one step further for anybody that's not really experienced in Google, use parentheses, open parentheses, ANA Multicultural Excellence Awards, close parentheses. I will guarantee you that you will be able to count on one hand the number of websites that wrote about this. I Again, it's nice to see anybody get an award, but when you actually read this, it's pretty lame, just to say it bluntly. And not only that, this award, this whole ANA, you know, the, if you read about them, what they do is they raise awareness, provide exposure, for you know, um, for minorities and certain groups, LGBT, Hispanic, people with disabilities, overweight, you know, and it's basically a marketing campaign. And I want, and this is just an opinion, and I want to just remind everyone that I'm a big fan of Nia Jax, but you'll see where I'm going with this. She won a marketing campaign award. So, so when I sit back and I think back to the last 12 months, Nia Jax won this award because of her awareness and showing strength for big people, people who are heavy and this, this, and that. Now I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, she won a marketing award. So now I say to myself, how much of what has been written online for the last year is true emotion and how much of it was a fucking advertisement billboard? All right. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you feel you kind of like want to feel that all of her speaking out, and you know nobody treats me like everybody else. Everybody looks at me the wrong way, and I'm gonna be strong, and I'm gonna be this, and I'm gonna do that. And I'm and I'm saying to myself, you know what? She's an awesome role model for young women, for people who are heavy, for people who feel like they're not accepted. And now you think to yourself, how much of this was sincerity, and how much was of this was a marketing campaign? Yeah, that's you, true. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah. You know, you look at this award and I'm like, where did this come from? You know, nothing against um, Nia Jax, but I'm looking around in this country and I'm looking around at role models and I'm looking around at people who are LGBT, Hispanic, Asian, disabilities, and out of everybody, she gets it. Now I'm thinking all of a sudden Nikki Bell is telling us how she had an unbelievably fat ass and it was Jennifer Lopez that saved her life and stuff like that. I'm like, is there another like ANA, you know, like see her ass award? You know what I mean? It's like how much of this is sincerity and how much of this is a marketing campaign? It's mostly probably a marketing campaign. DT. It's fakes that they just spin the bottle and they're like, we'll pick her. 
I don't think it's anything that she, what did she really do? You know, when you think about it, you know, she definitely went through hell. I mean, and, you know, being tormented and this and that. I don't doubt that. And I I believe Nia Jax means well. Mm. But I'm wondering how much of this, because let's put it this way, Kev. Nia Jax has been around for a while now. Doesn't it feel like over the last 12 months, you know, where in storyline she's being more accepted you know, by beating the bully Alexa Bliss and all this stuff that over the last 12 months, the amount of posts that she has made about her weight in a negative way and being strong in this and that has probably like quadrupled. That's true. You know what I mean? So I don't know if anybody else notices that, but it seems like for the five years prior, you know, there was posts here and there but it was just felt like it was just coming out naturally. Now it seems like every word out of her mouth has to do with, you know, battling and not acceptance and this is an end. Nah, no, I always say. So, um, let's see what else. Uh, we already, you know, like I said, we had some discussions yesterday, so there's a lot of things that, you know, we don't need to get into today. Um, I, one thing I want your opinion on, because I found this fascinating. I brought this up on Breakfast of Blasi. People are taking notice of it, and I got to bring this to the forefront on DTKC show. Okay. I mentioned on Breakfast of Blasi that if anybody really looks closely, eBay, WWE Shop, Amazon, other places, notice how the um, autographed memorabilia, WWE memorabilia of Ronda Mm -hmm. Rousey is absent. Ronda Rousey's been around for a while now. No autographed photos, no autographed merchandise, no autographed memorabilia, nothing. You might find a photo here and there on eBay because somebody will see her at an airport and stuff like that, but you don't see any licensed autographed memorabilia for Ronda Rousey. You don't, you know, from her WrestleMania match to a fucking title defense and her beating Alexa Bliss, you don't have anything. Well, what what is... what? Is, is there a theory on that, or do well, you have an actual factual about that? Well, this is where I think the theory may be coming in. We found out that Ronda Rousey has filed for a trademark, oh. and the trademark is for the phrase, the rowdy ones. Now, if anybody flashes back to 05, I trademarked ECW, Eastern Championship Wrestling. That's right. And I did that for the Hardcore Homecoming show because WWE sent me a cease and desist letter because I was going to do the bus trips and I was advertising it as an ECW reunion show. They owned Extreme Championship Wrestling. They said, stop using ECW. I went on the trademark uh, government website and I noticed that Todd Gordon, who owned Eastern Championship Wrestling, abandoned the trademark. Oh, he abandoned it. He He abandoned it. He had it, but he abandoned it. So nobody owned the trademark for Eastern Championship Wrestling. I scooped that shit up. I paid for it, but I scooped that up. But when I scooped it up, you have to explain why you want to trademark this. And I said, for the purposes of wrestling, merchandise, this, this, and that, and it got approved. So, you know, I never did anything with it because that motherfucker tried to uh, sue me, that piece of shit. 
And I was like, you know what? I did this to fucking help the show. And this is what, because you fucking abandoned it and you don't like the fact that a nobody fucking pulled the trademark. You got offended, you bitch. So I fucking abandoned it. But the reason why I bring that up is because when Ronda Rousey trademarks the rowdy ones, you have to give an explanation. You can't just start trademarking words. So her explanation was for wrestling and merchandise purposes. Oh, okay. So she wants to come out with rowdy wear, her own clothing line, her own merchandise. And if you take that and you add it to WWE not having autographed memorabilia of Ronda Rousey, I'm starting to think, what kind of a contract did, did she sign with WWE that she can have her own merch, that all of her Ronda Rousey stuff is through her? I mean, WWE does have Rousey merchandise, and I'm sure that they will have some autographed stuff down the line. Right. But, you know, if you're looking at this, it seems like Ronda Rousey has this really, um, uh, you know, interesting deal where she can have her own wrestling right. merchandise outside of wwe interesting yeah that's very interesting that's that would be probably one of the i've never heard of that before brock lesnar didn't even have that well the, you know if you look at the pro wrestling tea stores there are wrestlers who do have their own teas but this is much more than just a pro wrestling tea store but usually wwe contracted wrestlers dt have uh, an agreement of merch with wwe exclusively don't they yeah, but you do see some WWE wrestlers once in a while that will have some tees up at Pro Wrestling Tee Store. I mean, yeah. you, there are some people, but the Ronda Rousey thing really, really is starting to interest me because it seems like if you look at, you know, her merchandise, you would think that they would have fucking a thousand and one different products, autograph stuff, and this, this, and that. You look at the cards, the tops cards that they come out with every year. I have not seen any Ronda Rousey autographed tops cards. Um, they could very well be coming out, but it's not like she fucking just signed a contract last week. That's true. She's yeah, been around true. for a while now, and you yeah. look her, you look around, and you see what I'm talking about. So that, that's interesting, though. Yeah, that's definitely an ex, a real exclusive deal that I've never heard of before. Yeah, I, I want to bring this up because I know this guy in the chat is trying to instigate, but I'm going to put him in his place in a very sincere way. WWE has Connors Cure bids going on right now, auctions for, you know, the Connors Cure. Yeah. And there's an autographed pair of Roman Reigns gloves worn in the ring, signed by Roman Reigns, and the current bid for those gloves are $43,000. Okay. And, you know, that people are throwing it into people's faces like, ah, you thought it was funny that All In had fucking $1,000 gloves. Look at Roman Reigns, the guy that everybody hates. He's got $40,000 gloves. Let me explain something, honey, in the chat room. <laughs> this is nothing against Roman Reigns, but I'm just going to throw out a fact, okay? A lot of these auctions that end up with larger dollars, in many cases, are wrestlers who are buying this merchandise and putting it back into the business. And then it's a tax write-off. It's not just, you know, regular person off the street. Got to have those signed autograph club gloves. You know what? I'm going to, you know, I could buy myself a 2017 Lincoln Continental or I could own these fucking gloves instead. You don't have this fucking multi-billionaire 
billionaire WWE fan in the crowd. I, I don't think Brock Lesnar guy is a fucking multi-billionaire that he's going to say, give me $40,000 for, for gloves. A lot of times it's executives, people in the business. They're buying the merchandise and they're, you know, reinvesting it, giving it away, putting it here, putting it there. That's what that happens. When you see bids like that inflate, a lot of times it's executives and it's people higher up in the business that are putting money back in for a cause. And that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, we should be happy that Connor's Cure is getting $40,000 for a pair of gloves. But don't just try to make it sound like that all these fucking kids in the, in the crowd and all these fucking people that, you know, supposedly booing them are all going to their mommies and daddies and saying, Mama, Papa, I gloves, gloves. Okay, all right, it's $40,000. Okay, you know what? We, we can't put you through college, but we'll buy you the gloves and the fuck out of here. That's not how it works. Gloves, gloves. Yeah, mama, gloves. Oh, my God. You know, please. And the only reason why I'm saying this for people that aren't listening live right now is don't throw in my face that, oh, my God, you see how popular Roman Reigns is? His gloves are going for $40,000. It's a fucking charity auction. There's a lot of executives and wrestlers and people within WWE that will bid on this stuff to put it back in the company. That is big money, though, DT, for gloves. Yeah, but think about it too. If so, if if WWE themselves, I mean, right. Vince is allowed to bid. Stephanie, the, the 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 company's allowed to bid, you know, and buy things for charity. Why instead of making a donation to Connor's Cure for fifty thousand dollars, why not fucking buy a pair of Roman Reigns gloves under a fucking alias? I mean, as long as it's uh, not. DT, let's not doubt that there's probably some wealthy women who might want it. Somebody's kid who's got a rich dad who can afford that. So forty thousand dollar gloves, dude. I've seen crazier shit before. Right, people it's, it, look, anything's possible, awesome. but most of the you're, time, you're, it's you're not a huge the case. baseball fan. You know people who've gone nuts spending money. I know. You know. I totally get it, but I'm just saying, like, you know, don't, don't fucking try to play it, play it like, you know, oh, and somebody in the fucking crowd, they're all fighting for these gloves, so they're all bidding and fucking putting their houses up for mortgage just to buy gloves. Get the fuck out of here. Famous people have obsessive, compulsive fans who will do anything to be close to them. Look, if and, I and, it, and some of them have a lot of money. If I was a millionaire, a multi-millionaire, and yeah. I was a big fan of something growing up, and it was some oddball item or something, yeah. I, I would fucking overpay for it. Absolutely, I'm sure we've all done that. You know, in relation to our income, we're not all multi-millionaires, so you know it's not the same way. You know, if you make a hundred thousand dollars. You might buy those gloves if they're $4,000. You know, if that's your ultimate favorite person, got to have it, a Ric Flair robe or something. You know I mean, Ric Flair robes go for, authentic robes went for ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. you telling me an autographed pair of gloves is worth more than that? No, I'm just saying I, I never doubt the uh, obsessiveness of a fan and what they're willing to spend on their favorite. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, TLC is taking place December 16th in San, San Jose, California, uh, the SAP Center, and they are advertising a match uh, for TLC in December. And the match is, drumroll please, Braun Strowman, <laughs> Drew McIntyre, and Dolph Ziggler versus The Shield. Yeah, well. Yeah. So they may stretch this out <laughs> to December. 
Yeah, they probably will stretch it out to December because they, uh, I'm sure you saw DT, they announced uh, Starcade is returning in November. In November, they announced five matches so far, and one of the matches, it's uh, it's in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's not going to be, uh, I believe it's not going to air again on TV, DT, unless you know differently. But uh, I wish they would make Starcade a regular pay-per-view, by the way. But they announced that one of the matches was a Cincinnati street fight between the Shield uh, Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. So there you go. Well, you know what it is? If you mm-hmm. put all of these B-shows as pay-per-views or streaming on the network, then, you know, by the time the real pay-per-view happens, you already seen, you know, this match take place three and four and five times. And, you know, on Raw, you're getting hybrids of it, you know, almost every week. I mean, you look at today, we had Dean Ambrose versus fucking Drew McIntyre. Next week, we yeah. may have Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. And a week after, we may have Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. Oh, oh yeah, they're going to go They're gonna go around the loop with, with all these different incarnations of these guys together, the Dogs of War and the uh, you know the Hounds of Justice. And by the way, that Starcade, if anybody wants to know, it's on November 24th at the USA Bank Arena in Cincinnati, Ohio. And actually, interesting, uh, talking about Elias before, he's going to have Ric Flair as a special guest Obviously, Starcade, Ric Flair plays a big part of that. Yeah. So, you know, there'll be some people streaming video online. So yeah, I'm you, sure they you will yeah. be able to see a little bit of it. But um, I think WWE may put it for the network as a release. They should. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. We saw some of They released some of the matches uh, last time they did it. You got to see it on YouTube and online and stuff. Yeah. I want to dispel a stupid rumor that some ridiculously stupid podcast, and one of them is that moron that we addressed last week because they're at it again. Vince McMahon is meeting with Madison Square Garden this week. Right, I heard about that. Yeah, and the reason why he's meeting with Madison Square Garden is because WrestleMania is taking place in New York, and they need locations for access. And, you know, you and I live very close to where these venues are, and there aren't a plethora of big uh, buildings and arenas that could host something as big as Access. Well, there's the Jacob Javits Center because they did Comic Con there. I don't know if that's even. It's I think probably it's big enough. I think it's, it's booked. I think it is. Is it booked? Yeah. Oh, okay. Someone okay. had looked into it and said that they are booked. I think it's a car show or something for WrestleMania uh, week, but they are booked. Probably. Um, but what these trolls are trying to do is they're trying to start spreading around now that Vince McMahon could throw mil- uh, millions of dollars to MSG telling them to throw Ring of Honor New Japan out for WrestleMania weekend. That's nonsense. Let me say this once to everybody listening, and I hope some of these retarded podcasts are listening as well. There is zero... Obviously, they don't know anything about business. I don't know if they fucking work in delis or pump gas, or maybe they just fucking try to get YouTube revenue and fucking live on medicated <laughs> they're, food they're, stamps they're, they're, they're podcasters for a living i don't know how i don't know how to make it work but maybe they made it work <laughs> let me let they already sold thousands ten thousand plus tickets all right, all right you have all of these customers out there msg 
cannot all of a sudden take millions and millions of dollars and cancel the fucking event and give everybody their goddamn money back because Vince has pull, Vince wants it for access. Do you understand the term of fraud and all this other shit? I mean, does do any of them work in business? I mean, I understand you want to get hits for your podcast and hits for your website and you're trying to get attention and Jesus Christ, the Holy Grail, people liking me on Twitter. I mean, take a step back and does anybody fucking say, wait a minute, They look at the, think, just think of Madison Square Garden and go on the low end or you know what? Right. The tickets went on sale. You know how much the tickets were. Look at the amount of money that was spent to buy that number of tickets for the New Japan Ring of Honor event. All right, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you're saying to me that Ring of Honor is just gonna cancel the event and throw them out of there because Vince throws millions? That's fucking fraud. What the fuck yeah. is wrong with some of you people? That's yeah. not happening. If anything, Vince McMahon is toying with the possibility of having access earlier in the day and then wrestling would take place later on in the night and yeah. vince mcmahon does not think whether you're flying in from fucking zimbabwe or you're driving in from long island vince mcmahon doesn't think that you're going to show up at access at 10 o'clock in the morning and fucking decide you know i'm going to stick around in manhattan until 7 38 o'clock at night and go see ring of honor in new japan you know, right. as long as Access makes their money and they leave, you know, whatever, if anything, people that spent money at Access and dropped a boatload of cash may still go to Ring of Honor New Japan, but may not buy a shirt. Oh, that's true. You're or right. may not buy the extra pretzel. Or, honey, I know you want a hot dog, but wait till we get home and I'll fucking throw something in a microwave. You okay. know what I mean? Like, there might be less money for Ring of Honor in New Japan later on in the night because people dumped so much money early in the day. This idea that Vince could bribe MSG with millions to throw, that is one of the dumbest fucking moronic things that I that I, you could possibly read and websites are reporting that and shame on all these fucking websites that are that are just buying into this stupidity yeah very few people call it out and it surprised me when you read comments like after the fact and you know after you know the, the clip or or the whatever it's in writing or it's verbal very few question it they're like that's crazy oh do you think that's what's going to happen it's like i feel like saying this is total bullshit it's ridiculous it's like fake news it's I mean, moronic that's, that's it's moronic news. no phil dave Meltzer did not post that no it wasn't dave Meltzer. no, no. i i am a big supporter of dave Meltzer. i've been a subscriber of his newsletter forever i'm one of those rare breed out there that is a huge supporter of Meltzer and vince russo not keller though i don't like wade keller yeah, and cool. and honestly, I'll be straight up with you. It goes back to the Conan drive. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, when I was going to various websites, asking them to put up press releases and asking them to really put this out there, and Georgie M was, God rest his soul, was involved with this with me. And honestly, and I will say this, Conan will, will, will say it, and a lot of other people will say it because they know the truth. The reason why Georgie Ann Macropolis got involved with me, I was already friends with her. We used to fucking gamble late overnight, you know, in on online oh, I gambling. That. I remember those stories you the, told the me. The tournaments, yeah, I, I, I be t talk to you online. It's five o'clock in the morning. What are you still doing online? Oh, I'm gambling with Georgie Ann in the fucking online casino. <laughs> she was awesome. You know, I, I used to see her at Madison Square Garden for house shows in the 90s. 
you know, she was like my grandmother, you know, after my grandmother died. But the reason why she put her name on a lot of the stuff that I was doing for the Conan Drive was for legitimacy. Without her name on it, a lot of people were like, who's this guy de Blasi doing this drive to raise money for Conan's kidney transplant? Even though Chad Broadwater, one of our listeners, is the one donated his kidney to Conan. Yeah, no, that's unbelievable. From listening to our show. But oh, the, I remember, yeah. Yeah, I remember. but the thing is, is that she put her stamp on it to basically tell everyone, look, this is legit. It's real. He's getting all the money. This And once she did that, it made it easier. But even with all of that, I could count at least 15 different updates and press releases that I sent to Wade Keller that he never fucking posted. Yeah, no, I know. I remember Georgianne had a lot of credibility from Bill Apter to Paul Heyman. They all knew who she was and were friends with her, actually. Yeah. So that so definitely I, added to it. I just thought that that was really fucking disgusting. And when I called them out on it, you know, I came off as an asshole. Like, how dare you fucking call out somebody like Wade Keller? And ever since then, I have zero respect for Wade Keller. I see people fucking doing shows with him and stuff like that. And I'm like, look, if you're friends with him, that's fine. But don't just tr don't try to make him come off as this fucking, you know, the, the Jewish Babe Ruth of fucking news reporting and wrestling <laughs> you know the, the the guy like i like i said for ages dave Meltzer is in a class all by himself but wade keller dave Shear, and all these others i can met mike johnson i can picture them over the years going to a bar hey baby what's going on oh hey how you doing wow you know really nice chain what do you do for a living all right what's your what, wait, what was that? What you, I'm, I'm a journalist. Oh, what do you write for? The New York Post, the New York Times? Wait, what was that? Was that? I, I didn't hear that. Was that BET? The, the torch. Um, I mean, how do you fucking all your life that that's your career? I fucking write, you know, news on a wrestling website with 150,000 pop-up ads. God bless you that you lived like that. But, you know, when you get 65 and the arthritis kicks in and you're trying to type fucking WWE and it's coming out L-E-X, you know, because you can't fucking type the way you used to. I'd just love to see what you're going to do from there. God, that's why you have to have a younger assistant. You know, that's like I said, but, uh, you know, if they would have just put up the press releases, you know, they didn't have to endorse it. But I mean, come on, you get a fucking press release. There's an update. There's something big going on. And you fucking don't put it up repeatedly, even though Georgie Ann stamp, stamp is on there as well. Fuck you. Yeah, just some people just uh, they, they if there's nothing in it for them, they don't want to help. Yeah. Fuck you. you. Know? Fuck you. But uh, DT, uh, surprised you didn't mention this and give you props. You called this a long time ago and said this was a big nothing burger and it was going to be dismissed. The concussion class action suit against WWE has been dismissed. Yeah, I I just, you know, it's, I understand. No, it's official as of today. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I understand and I, and I will defend Keller and Shearer and other websites right now. I really am, sincerely. Okay. You know, you you need to keep reporting this over time because you need to have a lot of, you know, stories on your page to make it interesting. But, you know, anybody from a mile away could see when you actually started dissecting it and you look at wrestlers and you look back at their careers and you see, you know, 
that some of them fucking wrestled for a cup of coffee, did nothing hardcore, didn't land on their heads, didn't fucking... And not only that, you had wrestlers who wrestled for 15, 20 years in other places before that, right. and then you're, you're blaming WWE for that? That's like if I worked at the World Trade Center on 9-11, rescued people without fucking a mask because, hey, I'm a tough guy and I want everybody to think that I'm massively tough. I don't need no mask. Fuck that. And I'm breathing all this toxic stuff for years and my skin is turning green and I got, I'm got i growing an extra testicle and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I go to work for a chemical plant and then I work for them for two weeks and then all of a sudden I sued a chemical plant because I got a third ball. you know. But meanwhile, I worked at the fucking towers trying to rescue people breathing in toxic stuff for years and I'm not supposed to blame it on that. No, it's true. And I know you knew about insurance and liability and really what, you know, the, what this takes to prove that kind of liability. Um, and just so people know what we're talking about, some people have been living in a cave or just not even really aware. Uh, it was the lawsuit that had about 50 the former WWE superstars, even though some, I'll be quite honest with you, I don't recall them ever being the WWE, but I guess they were there, as DT said, for a cup of coffee. Uh, they felt the WWE didn't provide enough protection from head trauma and concussions for them when they worked for the WWE. Uh, and, the, and they also claim it led to other health issues over the years for them. Uh, well, Judge Vanessa L. Bryan, United States District Court of Connecticut today, dismissed all lawsuits and litigation against WWE. So I guess that's a major victory for the WWE. And unfortunate for them. And DT, do you believe that uh, WWE will kind of be like, all right, fuck you, not going to include a one-man gang, a road warrior animal, or anything and anything we do, or they'll be forgiving and eventually let these guys back into the fold. So a lot of them, they will forgive. Okay. They understand that they were doing whatever they can, and they don't take it personal, and, you know, it, it, was, it was a lawyer. You got to understand something, too. When a lawyer tries to sell you a hill of beans, and yeah. it sounds enticing, and it's, I mean, you look at some of the people who are in that lawsuit, and you're like, why is this person in his lawsuit? And the lawyer is fucking selling them with this idea like, look, even if you were there for one day and even if you get a tiny little percentage, it's something it's something you don't have right now. And what are they doing for you right now? And what yeah. did they, you know, they just throw away people like cattle and shit like that. Well, fear, fear, scaring them, fear mongering. Yeah. yeah. No. And, and by the way, Don Pony in the chat and others that got it offended about my 9-11 comment. I, I hate to break this to you, but Kevin, I, and others have friends who got very, very sick over there. My Die. father went down there to fucking give, give away water. There's a fucking front page local news article from my father from Howard Beach at that time that I proudly displayed on my private page. My yeah. point was, is that when people were working at the towers, a lot of them were safety masks. And there was some people, unfortunately at the time, like, I don't, I don't wear no mask. And then you they, didn't, breathe, they, didn't they didn't realize. They didn't realize at the time. But the point is, is when you're breathing, if you're in the towers... All right, you're in the towers or you're working in a, any fucking plant and you're breathing in asbestos or you're doing this or you're doing that and you're breathing this stuff in repeatedly and you start getting symptoms that you are sick. All right, and then all of a sudden you work for someone else for a cup of coffee and then you get even more sick and you try to sue that place because you can't sue the people that actually originally caused what happened. Now, 
with 9-11, you can't sue anybody because you were doing that as a cop or a fireman or someone in the military, ambulance. You're doing it because you're a first responder. That's your job. You had no choice. Volunteers that did it, they didn't know that they were going to get sick. But the point is, is that when you are showing symptoms that something is wrong and then you have one employer in your entire resume that you worked for for a tiny period of time and you say, you know what? My skin is getting green. I'm starting to get cancer. I'm starting to feel this. So I'm going to sue that employer because I could possibly get something from them. I'm sorry. That's fucked up. Yeah, you got to be able to prove it. And there's got to be some rhyme to reason for uh, for, th- for things like that. I mean, guys, you have to even see some of the list of some of the wrestlers here. Uh, we're, we're not even here for really a couple like Larry Alva, uh, Rip the Cripple Alva from Portland, Oregon, who wrestled for a cup of coffee in the WWE in the early 80s as a job guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Freddie Joe Floyd, Tracy, Tracy Smothers was here for maybe a year. Um, you know, just Black Bart, who was here for a cup of coffee as a job guy in the late 80s. Uh, it just, there's no bearing of fact on it at all. I mean, there's a Rod Price, another guy barely here. Uh, you just Rodney Mack, not even here for you. So, I mean, I, I, they weren't going to get anywhere with this. A DT called a while ago, and just, it didn't make a lot of sense. I just hope that, you know, One Man Gang and King Kong Bundy, a lot of these guys should be involved in a lot of the fan access and stuff. And I feel bad that they can't, and I hope the WWE are not a bunch of grudge holders. You know, there's a bunch of people online debating right now about Wade Keller being gay, not being gay. I don't care. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, just, and I'm saying this in a very nice way. I don't care what the sexual preference is for anybody. Mm -hmm. All right. It just, I don't need to know it. I don't want to know it. Nobody needs to know mine. Nobody needs to just, I don't know why you're, you're having this discussion. Should we do a trivia contest instead, everybody to get your mind off of this negativity and stuff like that? You know, let's do it. Let's do it now. All right. As I hyped up, actually, you know, before we do it, I have to be a little bit of a dick and be a little suspenseful. Shout out to some of our additional associate producers, Mm -hmm. Michael Cuomo, Daniel Warren, Brian Byrne, Rob McCabe, Douglas McKay, Marcus Antonius, the Metaphor Isaac Fox, Spider Lewin, Carl Buteau, a.k.a. Cheese and Rice, Frank O'Shea, Brandon Rice, Julian LeBlanc, Anna the Gay Banana, Douglas McKay, Murrah Coombs Jr., Kenneth Hewlett, Russell Zavala, Donald J. Trump, James Deal, Cressman, C.J. Uihara, Scott Woodford, Toby DeShong, Jason Pratt, Josh Wilson, Mendingo Chamberlain, Dan Hayes Valdez, Lucia Dalban, Sean DeMarsh, Bob Mack, Tim Everhart, Jeffrey Collins, and we'll get into more shout-outs a little bit later. Um, now, here's how I guess we're going to do this tonight. And for those listening on the download, you can play along for fun, but um, I have a very quick clip from a theme song that played on wrestling television during the Attitude Era. It could be WWE, could be WCW, could be ECW. And basically, what I, it, it is a rare theme, I will say that. And basically, the first person in the chat room that could tell me who this theme was played for and what year it was. You have to answer both. I need the year and the wrestler. If you get both of them right, the first person that gets it right will win the autographed top CM Punk card. If you don't want to play, then don't post in the chat room for a couple of minutes let everybody else that wants it if you want to play win the card and throw it on fucking ebay to get 50 100 bucks i don't care 
All right, but uh, don't start posting answers. I didn't play it yet. It's not that easy. I see some of what people are saying. It's it's not that easy. So, Kev, if you know it, don't answer it. But I'm, I'm gonna, not the same thing. First person. I know some people when they hear this, they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, that's so goddamn easy." I it's I'm doing this because the last time I did this in the chat room, there were, some of the responses were priceless. They were just like picking random people. They would be they were picking people from the the, the era that we were doing a contest for that, that were dead for like ten years already. All right. So here, here we go. Tell me the year and the wrestler who had this theme for a very 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 short period of time. <laughs> All right, let's see who gets it. Let's see who gets it. Oh, People God. are trying to scramble right now. I need the year and the wrestler. I want to see who who gets it. All right, right now, nobody has any idea. No, you, you're you wrong. You are wrong. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. We got a winner. We got a winner. We got a winner. Okay. Wait, we got, uh, yes, uh, we got a winner. Uh, let me say who the winner is, and then I will reveal the answer. Um, Let's see. We have... Uh, wait, 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 wait. We wait, wait. I'm scrolling that. You know what it was? Okay, M2J. It looks like you are the winner, and I will just confirm this right now. M2J, I think you are the winner. And uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, it looks like M2J. Yep, he is the winner. For those that are curious, this only aired once on TV. I don't know if this wrestler's ever done an interview to explain why this was... Um, no, Sonic 2, you didn't call it first. I'm looking back <laughs> at the chat transcript. I'm looking at, I win, I win. I'm reading, I'm going back, I win. Let's see, I'm scrolling back. I may have to edit a little bit of this, I win out. Let's see. No, 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 Sonic 2, you never put the year. You never put the year. You did get the name right, but you didn't put the year. I said you had to pick the wrestler in the year. But anyway... This only aired once. This wrestler, I never ever heard him do an interview to tell us if this was a rib because when he came out to wrestle Al Snow, um, they played this song. And when he finished, you know, we always, you know, I'm going to say this really quick. We always hear that Mankind is the only wrestler in history that had an entrance theme to come out to his Mankind and had a different entrance theme when his match was over. And you know what? For one night, he is not the only person because in November, I think, November 30th, 1998, this wrestler faced Al Snow on Monday Night Raw and actually came out to this. No bullshit. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? The Rock says, the Rock says, the Rock says, the Rock says. I think it was wow. a rib. He actually came at, you go back, watch Monday Night Raw, November 30th, 1998. He actually came out to that. It was like a spoof of Biggie Smalls' song. Right, right. And I, I'm serious. I don't, I don't know if anybody has ever interviewed him to ask you what the fuck was that that night. I always wanted to know, and I was going to tweet about it, but you know he ain't going to fucking answer a tweet asking That's about true. it. So you know, but yeah, M2J. What I want you to do is um, 
definitely email me, dontony at dontony.com. And on Mixler, I actually could see everybody's profile. So I don't want a thousand different M2J saying, yeah, man, I was the one that won the contest. So, you know, I could figure out who's the right one. And uh, just send me your shipping name and address and I will get the card out uh, next day or two. Dontony at dontony.com. Very cool. Yeah. So maybe we'll do one next week. I actually, yeah, I got to make one harder. You know what? Maybe we'll do a Who Am I next week. I thought that was pretty hard. I I, I I didn't figure out at first, and I finally got it, but it took me about seven to eight minutes. It wasn't immediate at all. So, I mean, that wasn't that easy in my opinion. So, yeah. the, congrats to the person who got it. I think we got to do a little bit of a harder one, though. I think so. Um, just very quickly, uh, the, since the Mixed Match Challenge is back, 205 Live is going to air Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on the WWE Network. So if everyone that does tune in and watch 205 Live, make that programming note because it is being changed to Wednesdays. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Also, Impact Wrestling this week did 258,000 viewers, slightly up from the week before, but still, I mean, it's just sad how low those ratings have become. And, you know, I, I know what a lot of you out there say, people watch it on YouTube, they watch other outlets. You know, you need advertising revenue. And the advertising revenue on streaming media is gots compared to fucking regular television, cable TV. It is gots. And tell people, DT, uh, for the non-Italians or non-New Yorkers what gots is. Uh, it's shit. Shit. Yeah, shit. I think that's sheet. the best way to put it. Sheet, sheet, sheet. Exactly. Um, shout out to everybody who uh, contacted me the last week, said that they absolutely uh, loved Texas Podcast Massacre and Rocked Reviews. Those are the two that yeah. people really... I'm telling you, though, Sneaker Addict, DJ Dells and his Sneaker Podcast, Christ in the Toy Versus Podcast on YouTube, you got to go check those two out. I mean, it's just very, very unique. And, you know, when people tell me, wow, I'm hooked on Texas podcast or I'm hooked on Rocked Reviews, I'm telling you they're that good. They really yeah, are. Well, yeah, they're good. Like Texas podcast covers horror movies really good. Rocked Reviews covers music. all forms of heavy music, especially if you like heavy music, rock, hard rock and metal. Uh, you know, everything from Five Finger Death Punch to the more uh, mainstream stuff and old school stuff. And uh, yeah, DJ does a lot of fun. All the interviews he does, he's a fun guy to listen to. Yep. So you should go check it out. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Elman Shaw, he's got the displayed stuff, oh, yeah. pop culture artwork on metal. I got my artwork today. Oh, I'm you gonna, got it? Yeah, I'm going to take a picture of it and display it for everyone. You got to go check it out. He's got a really, really cool store. I wasn't kidding. When I said he's got really awesome shit that I'm going to pick something up, I don't pick it up. So I can have a man PM me and say, hey, man, thank you for buying my artwork. I I, I don't do like it. it. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. That's why I bought it. SubZeroComics.com for all your wrestling, comic book, and pop culture collectible needs. Your Best Bargains LLC has an Amazon store and an eBay store under the same name. Shout out to the evil baker and food truck guy, Crisanta Tamale, Billy Taylor, Nico Time, John Stern, Hassan Al-Hashmi, Brent Webster, Aaron Walker, Aaron Kloss, out in the here, Anthony Smith, James Gruesome, Mark Israel, and Matt Militia. Thank you to our associate producers. Thank you to everybody on Patreon. They are the stockholders. They really are the elite, and they are the reason why these shows are still free for everyone and are help us with the immense expenses that we have for doing all these shows. And I will say this. I know it's not a technical glitch, and I don't want to make anybody's head fat, 
But for the last month and a half, there's been a huge DTKC presence on wrestling televised shows, whether it was your your friends sitting front row with doing the cosplay of DTKC, whether it was Andrew 914 sitting front row at all the NXT events, whether it was uh, my friend, I think it was Rob, who sat front row, center, all in with the Dama Don Tony guy the whole night. There's been a huge presence of DTKC on wrestling televised shows. And, and I, Soup, too. And, and Soup also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't have access to Soup's stats, course, but I can right. tell everybody, honestly, that so far, September has been the biggest audience that we have ever had tuning into our shows, downloads, whatever awesome. it is. It, I could tell you that over the, for the first 17 days in September, we've already surpassed what our average numbers are for a particular month, which is awesome, but it's also scary because it means more bandwidth, more this, more that, and expenses get a little bit larger. If we didn't have a big audience, there'd be no expenses. Right. You know, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, just thank you for the support, everybody. I know, you know, we push Patreon, patreon.com slash Don Tony. I think there's been seven updates in the last two days. Yeah. The gold and silver giveaways were posted today. If you sign up, you could take part in that. Even if you didn't get in on Hell in a Cell predictions contest, you could still take part in the holiday points contest because your points are accumulated for four out of the next five WWE events, you get to drop your lowest score so you could still take part in that. But check it out for one month. You know, if a whole bunch of people signed up for one month, you know, we probably could get our expenses pretty much covered for at least six months. But um, don't want to force anybody, but if you can't swing it, because you're a supporter of another show or anybody out there. I totally just just, just, just cancel that support and come to nah, us. That's you know what? what? <laughs> just you know what you could do? If you like what we do and you can't swing the Patreon totally sincere, just tell other people about our show. Because someone else may like it and may actually decide to sign up. So I can't tell you how many times to this day we get people like, hey man. Just learned about your show through blah, 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 blah. Love it. It's great. You it's know, great. No, it's great to get new people. I mean, you have to have new along with the old and combine them and you keep building. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Um, Meltzer re- was reporting that Vince McMahon, not Triple H, will be the one uh, handling the Evolution pay-per-view. Oh, okay. Great. So it's going to be interesting to see how Vince handles because Vince has softened up over the years and... Uh, you know, every time you see him in the back, you know, after a WrestleMania match or something, he's hugging people and he's crying and <laughs> he's always got yeah. that same laugh. And look, he's he's now a grandfather. His kids are older. He's up there in age. I'm sure he feels mortal. And you do soften up. I mean, there's a phrase that I have said on this show in the hotlines going back to 97, which, you know, you've heard me say a thousand times. Ric Flair has done it. A lot of people. A lot of mm. people want to say hello when it's time to say goodbye. Yeah. You know, when they're in their prime, you know, they don't want to associate with nobody, you know, unless it's for marketing or to get good PR and stuff like that. But, you know, when they get older and they get mortal, you know, and they really don't have what they used to have, you know, they want to say hello to everybody because it's time to say goodbye. Well, it's interesting, and in a kind of a lateral move uh, in news, wanted to give, and I'm sure you saw this, DT, uh, to a guy from, I guess, yesteryear, but who was probably a favorite of both mine and yours growing up, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Ondorf. Yeah. 
Um, just he was running, and and actually he's exceeded his goal. I, as I was, you know, checking this out and putting it on the newswire for us to talk about tonight. Uh, basically, Paul Ondorf, a GoFundMe page was set up for uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondorf, who was in danger of losing his home. Uh, he, you know, as you know, Paul Ondorf's inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame, the NWA Hall of Fame. He's in almost all the professional wrestling cauliflower year club. He's he's all over the place. Uh, he needed about ten thousand dollars before October first to pay off his property taxes. Otherwise, he was r- literally facing eviction. But as of now, uh, he's exceeded well over a $10,000 dollar goal. So that would be great. I mean, if you still want to donate money and go there, I mean, you know, I'm sure we'd appreciate even more to help him out. Um, it's uh, on the GoFundMe page. Just go look up Paul Ondorf. It's uh, like I said, DT, what do you think about that? I mean, isn't it a little bit sad? I mean, listen, Paul wasn't around for those big contracts. He was already retired at that point. So if anybody's saying Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondorf can't come up with ten grand, listen, times are tough for everybody. And I don't think Paul ever really made that big money. Did he, DT? No. You know, his career was, was winding down in the mid-90s. You know, yeah. in 95... You know, we actually uh, name dropped it yesterday as part of a joke. He was, did mm-hmm. that storyline where he was talking to the psychic and he was convincing himself yes. to be Mr. Yeah. Wonderful again. Yeah. But that was at the tail end of his career. So, yeah. you know, his WrestleMania paydays were nowhere near the, the level yeah. of Hogan and others. He didn't do movies. He didn't do a lot of things. I mean, you know, you, you get a little merch here and there, but no, he didn't yeah. have it like a lot of others. And you know what? I will tell this story again. Mm-hmm. It is a very old story. It's a fucked up story, but it's true. It was out there. It's I know some of you already know it, but back in 2002, I believe, yours mm-hmm. truly, Mad Zombie, and Brian Damage interviewed Paul Orndorff. The right. interview is still online in the hard drives. It is still on the website, buried. Some people will be able to find it. And the story behind getting the Paul Orndorff interview is that Brian Damage at the time worked for a collections company. And the collections company, you know, he would have to call various people that owed money. And I don't know what the collection was for. I don't recall who the debtor was, but Paul Orndorff popped up on his computer. That's right. He was supposed to call Paul Orndorff to pay this bill. So he called Paul Orndorff up and he said, look, you know, how's about you do an interview for the Blackheart Sports Entertainment Hotline and, you know, I'll bury, you know, the the dead or whatever so they don't call you again for like three months or whatever it is. So he's like, yeah, he's like, I'll do it. So Brian Damage actually came through. They buried the fucking debt and he did the interview. And if you listen to it, the first 10 seconds... I when I used to post the interviews in the past, I would always post like a thirty to forty-five second clip from some part in the interview. Is like a drawing, like oh, you really got to see this, and it's a really wild interview because this is right after nine eleven. He's shitting on Al Sharpton. He was a Republican. He was saying what we were doing in Iraq was right. It wasn't just wrestling, but under the circumstances of so why he was doing the interview. At the very end, Matt Zombie is thanking him for coming on to do the interview. And Paul Wandorf responds back and he says, almost word for word, he says, it's always good for an asshole to talk to another asshole. But <laughs> it was awesome. he was funny, but he yeah. was saying it because 
you know, that's the reason why he was on. Brian Damage bribed him with this debt. I remember hearing that story. Yeah, yeah, and Paul Orndorff was like, you fucking assholes. But he appreciated it because he was an asshole too. But yep. that's how we got Paul Orndorff with the interview. DT, how, what year was that? I think 2002. 2000. That was before Paul had uh, cancer, right? Throat yes, cancer? yes. He yeah. had the problem was, with his arm. but atro at I think it's called atrophy. Yeah. yeah, the atrophy, but yeah, uh, yeah. muscle atrophy. But yeah, um, yeah. no, that was before his cancer, way back. Yeah. Way so he was, yeah, he, so he's talking with his normal Paul voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, wow. if, if everyone out there wants me to repost it, I mean, the audio quality is shit because all we did was telephones at the time. Yeah. But it is a very, very entertaining interview because there's a lot of shit talked about that you would not hear on an, uh, any wrestling interview. That's great. So um, just to wrap this up, Cody Rhodes is making his first NWA World Heavyweight title defense September 29th in Las Vegas uh, during Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor weekend versus Willie Mack. Um, you know, we'll see what the turnout is going to be. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, right after All In, take notice on how NWA and Ring of Honor are not going to big buildings and saying, hey, man, Look at what All In just did. We were heavily involved with it. We can give you that. If you just take notice of that, you know, right. you don't see anything changed. It's business as usual. Why would you go back to business as usual if you had an unbelievable, um, you know, response at All In? That's true. Because That's you true. take away the convention you take away the aura of a first-time everything, and I don't think that they feel confident that they could even do half that audience again anytime soon. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so um, before we go, do you want to comment about Stephanie's uh, recent remarks at the uh, 2018 SBJ Game Changers Conference in New York City? Well, yeah, and uh, something else I wanted to talk about. If you want to just like quickly recap what she said and just we'll, you know, go over our opinions on that. Well, you know, basically the, the remark that stood out for a lot of people is, you know, she was asked the reason for WWE's success. Right. And she said it's about doing not just talking. She says you have to listen to your audience. Their voice matters. WWE is successful for one reason only. Quote, we listened Listen. to our audience. No, that, and, was, that, was the, that was the tagline I was waiting yeah. for. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I mentioned this yesterday. I put up a poll on, on Twitter over the weekend. How many of you out there told Stephanie or WWE you wanted Nikki Bella back and possibly main eventing Evolution? 92% of the people said no. So, you know, people since then asked me, well, DT, how do you think... WWE actually listens to fans. And I think it's from merchandise sales. I yeah. think it's for who's trending. I think it's for who... Because remember, WWE does not have an opinion box. Like when you walk out of yeah. a restaurant, you know, rate off food, rate the service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, leave a note. Yeah, exactly. leave a note. They don't do that. You, you yeah. could tweet a, a trillion times over... You know, and think that WWE is actually going to read your opinion. You know, exactly. And people are you, narcissistic that way. You know, DT like, well, like, oh, you got to see what I just tweeted, Stephanie McMahon. DT, what are the chances she? They even gave they, me? they ultimately will t all turn into piss milk milk shit guys. 
I mean, people out there that actually think that WWE is actually going to listen to what you say, take your opinion, it's just not true. And a lot of the people who are investors in WWE are not fans of WWE. They're not fans of the product. They look at it in a business sense. So when she says, in my opinion, that we're successful for one reason only, we listen to our audience, I could come up with 20 examples over the last five years where they have just made excuses Made excuses. Look at the interviews that Triple H did WrestleMania weekends the last three, four years. Make a montage of everything that he said. Excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. Do you ever hear Triple H or Stephanie McMahon during the WrestleMania weekend doing these interviews saying, well, we listen to the fans. We listen to the fans. You know, if you take away hashtag give divas a chance, what other fucking hashtag? Are the, oh, we listened. We listened. What? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. For every time that you listen, there's 10 times you ignore. Oh, no, I, I agree. And Vince McMahon in the past has been, you've seen him say, you know, we listen to our audience. Like Vince McMahon has been quoted saying that for years now. We listen to the audience. You know, they tell us what, what they want, what they don't want. And, and I don't think that people think like there's an evil agenda where they're like they're doing this just to piss off. I think there is a lot being naive on their part. I really do. I think it's uh, kind of a I know it sounds like an empty excuse like they're naive. Kev, come on. They're smart shrewd business people. No, they are but they do. I think they do listen to a certain section of the audience who does like Roman Reigns and who does like Alexa Bliss and the little Miss Bliss shirts do sell and that's why she's a top girl. You know, Joey talked about this. He brought it up uh, last night but th there is a, a rhyme and reason for a lot of things right a lot of people don't like it some people do i don't think they listen to the whole audience i think they have select hearing is that a fair right, thing selective to say? hearing they, selective there you hearing. go Absolutely. that's a good thing there you go selective hearing and you know again if you really listen to your audience now look you're not going to listen to every single person because there's some people out there that'll say you know what you know give jinder mahal a title again you know you're not going to listen yeah, to yeah. every single person out of course. there right, right, right. but the thing is is that if you actually listen back to a lot of their interviews, there's excuses. Now, if you're listening to people, you don't need to make excuses. If we if we listen, you, there's no need to make an excuse. You know, when when I remember a couple of years ago when when Tr Triple H was asked about Roman Reigns, like, you know, look, he's he booed out of the building over and over again. Why don't you turn him heel? What was his answer? Well, isn't he already heel? He's already getting booed out of the <laughs> exactly, building. Exactly, right, right. That's an excuse. That is not we listen to people. That is the opposite. And there is a thousand examples of that. But the point is, is that, again, I think it's merchandise. I think who's trending. I think they also look to see how many people, how many followers someone has on social media. You know, unfortunately, if you actually look, very few people who get major pushes in WWE has a Twitter following of 42,000. They yeah. have hundreds of thousands, if not close to a million and even more than that. You don't see people who have a very small social media footprint getting a lot of attention on WWE. It's very, very rare. Yeah, no, it is very rare. That is true. Yeah, so. Anyway, with that said, anything else you want to get to before we call it? Uh, only because I thought we should touch upon this because it was a major story. We kind of led with it a few weeks ago when it broke. I don't know if you saw it today, DT. Jason Sensation finally spoke about his uh, crazy tweet. Um, he got to speak with Hannibal of Hannibal TV, a fellow Canadian. Uh, he discussed why he tweeted out that he had a gun uh, with the security at the recent WWE show that took place in Toronto a few weeks back. Do you remember that, DT? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, basically, uh, it's kind of what you would think it was. I mean, just a read a little quote here, and you can go check out. I believe there's a YouTube clip with the the verbiage on it. Uh, it says, "I suffer from the." This is what Jason Sensation told Hannibal. I suffer from depression and some mental issues. It's hard to dive into this whole thing, but I don't want to sugarcoat it either. I have some issues with wrestling, and I have some issues with how my career went. I'm very hurt about how my career went in the WWE. They, the WWE, were in town that night, and I was just in a very bad emotional state. I was visiting my dad and my sister's place. I had a few drinks with my sister. I passed out and woke up, and I was like, oh, oh, great, Raw. It's fixing to come on. My dad loves wrestling. He was getting to watch Raw from Toronto. I went into my depressive state at the moment. Here they are in Toronto. I was thinking of who I still have contact with in the company and that they didn't call me. I was thinking about my friends who are not in the company anymore and why they didn't call me. This is very selfish thinking. I'm embarrassed to admit where my mind was at. He said he woke up. He was half drunk when he made the tweet. So it, there's a whole big thing, and you guys can go check it out online. It's, it's breaking news. Uh, you, you can see and read the whole clip, and there's an audio on it as well. And it, it's kind of what we thought, DT. It was kind of like a mental thing mixed with alcohol and depression. Honestly, um, see, mm-hmm. this is not directed towards you. Somebody in the chat room said that I'm rolling my eyes as you're saying that. And honestly, some of you well, out this, there, this, this is his excuse. We're well, well this, this, is my, this is my opinion on what I just heard you say. All right. If you actually dissect everything you said, he made nine excuses. He mm-hmm. made nine excuses to, to, as far as why he did it. Honestly... You know, you don't talk to Hannibal. You talk to a fucking psychiatrist. All right. This happened right after a mass shooting. Right after, immediately after a mass shooting, he says he's going to go there and blow his brains out live on TV. Well, you know what? You pussied out. I'm sorry, but this guy is the lowest piece of shit to fucking, after a mass shooting, to make every single person attending Raw, little kids and everything like that, worried that the person sitting next to him might whip out a gun and blow his brains out. And then he fucking runs to a wrestler's fucking podcast to talk about it. My middle finger is is sticking out in front of me right now. You have no sympathy from me. That is the reason why people are probably staying away from you. You're there. You did it for fucking attention. You didn't ambient tweet. You didn't fucking liquor tweet. You didn't do this stuff. You fucking wrote something fucking stupid. If you have problems with alcohol all your life and you have problems with emotion all your life and you have problems with depression all your life, how come you haven't done this before? How come you haven't written stupid shit and all these threats like this before? You saw a mass tragedy. You tried to get all this controversial attention on yourself to be this fucking, you know, like, oh my God, what's going on? No, no, no. You don't go to fucking, you know, the, and I don't blame Hannibal for talking to oh, him. Yeah, he's trying, he's trying to get the exclusive. Yeah, uh, yeah but this fucking guy, you have zero sympathy for me. You got to have the opportunity to be in wrestling for a cup of coffee. You really weren't a wrestler. But we look back at the fucking skits and we're like, who's the Owen Hart? guy on TV, you right. should be fucking thankful that you even got, got the opportunity to play a security True. guard on TV. You got to do a thousand times more than any of us ever fantasize that we can do. We never got the opportunity. You did. And now, it, just think about this. You were on TV for fucking five goddamn minutes, and 20 years later, you're still having bitter feelings that you're not in wrestling? You remind me of fucking Robert De Niro in The Fan when he's saying, hey, Coop, I thought we were I thought we were friends, and Coop is like, that was in grade school. 
Fucking get over it. Get an office job. Pump gas. Work in an office. You are not a wrestling personality anymore. You are a regular person like everybody else. And I'm sorry. When you fucking see a mass casualty, I don't care how much alcohol. I know a lot of people that are alcoholics and they see shit tragedy on TV. They don't turn around and say, you know what? I'm going to fucking blow my family to pieces. And I'm going to fucking go to the mall and fucking blow my brains out. People don't fucking do that. You blame alcohol. You blame this. You blame that. You don't have nothing to do with wrestling anymore. And honestly, the more I think about it, Hannibal should have fucking turned his back on you also. And everybody should turn their back and force you to fucking look in the mirror and say to yourself, you know what? I'm not involved with wrestling anymore. After 20 goddamn years, why am I still bringing it up? Why? Because in your head, when they run out of guests, hey, let's call Jason Sensation. Hey, Jason, while we're on the show, could you do enough is enough? It's time for a change. Get a fucking real job and live your life and forget about the fact that you were in wrestling. What the fuck? I mean, I don't understand. It just seems like a lot of these people who were never nothing that get the opportunity, even for a little memory, they fucking blow it up like they, they're they owed something. You are owed nothing in wrestling. You were nothing in wrestling. You did skits. You did impressions. Kermit D. Frog here. Yay! I do impressions oh, too. Man. I'm going to blow my brains out because the fucking Muppets don't want to contact me. The fuck out of here. Well, actually, you'd probably do a better Kermit than the current one. But that was, boy, I got a lot of emotion out of DT. That's you a good know, way look, to end the I, show. Look, a honestly, we, did not, a we didn't rehearse this. No, I didn't, didn't know you were bringing this. it up. He didn't know was, no, he didn't. You he, know, he didn't know I was bringing it up at all. That's why I love when we do these shows because we don't talk in advance. So I have no idea what you're going to say. I have no, and But this, that's straight from the heart. Nothing personal against the guy. But you have no sympathy for me when you have a mass shooting and your immediate reaction is is to fucking scare tens upon hundreds of thousands of wrestling fans thinking that they might tune into Monday Night Raw tonight and see someone fucking run in the middle of the ring a la Brian Kendrick wearing fucking nude clothing, you know, yeah. and blowing his brains out. Fuck you. Seriously, and fuck and, yeah, you. And he, and, he, and he said he's been getting nothing but negative feedback from a lot of people. He's been He's been getting it from all different sides. Not a lot of support, but mostly negative feedback and not surprising. Uh, yeah, like uh, like I said, you know, this is you guys go check out his whole statement, and and of course, a lot of you are going to feel like DT. I feel like DT myself, but DT said it all. It's really nothing for me to say, other than uh, that's a wrap on that. Dude. It's true. I mean, he's he wasn't. That's that's the bottom line, DT. He was not a fixture in wrestling. He was a guy who got to do a segment. He's, not I'm telling you, he's Robert De Niro right. from The Fan. You know, he, yeah. he's basically telling fucking, you know, uh, Hannibal, oh, Coop, I thought we were friends. I thought we were pals. That was fucking grade school 20, 20 something years ago. Get over it. You are nothing in wrestling. I mean, you're going to fuck it. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. The yeah, fuck I, out of here. I think, like I said, I, he might have done a couple of gimmick things with, with Owen and stuff like that, and then they brought him back years later to do some imitation. But again, you were, I believe he was mostly an imitator, a stand up comedian, or a voice actor uh, who got a gig. He, he got he's a gig. still doing stand up, yeah. he is doing comedy. Right now, he's impersonating yeah. a pussy. He's impersonating an asshole. That's what he's impersonating. Look, I'm glad he didn't carry through with it. Of course. Nobody, yeah, you know, but you fucking did that, you know, to get all the attention on you. And, and it backfired. And it backfired. I mean, I, I don't know how you can, how it cannot backfire. It just honestly, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And with that. <laughs> fuck you that's a seriously great that's and, a and i say this to jason sensation i don't know his name personally i don't know anything about mm. him personally i don't want to know anything about him personally but fuck you 
fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Because I remember that night having such an uneasy feeling. And I remember sending, you know, instant messages to you and others. No, we, and we, others. Miss, yeah, we, we were all like, forth, yeah. do, do, you know, are we going to see somebody kill himself on Raw tonight? Do you realize how uneasy you made people out there? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I, I, I'm depressed. I'm drinking. My father likes wrestling. Join, I, join this, the club. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't talked to people in a while. They didn't invite me. They didn't do this. You are owed nothing. You owe nothing. Fuck yeah, I thought that was. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, for him to say. I I didn't like the way my career ended with WWE. What, dude? What career? I mean, really? What, you didn't like the way you, you you had a classic segment, and you could have just let it go with that, and then maybe you would be well. That now you you assured yourself that you you'll pursue non grata. No one's going to want anything to do with you, and that's uh, you know unfortunate. But uh, you made your bed, not lying it. Yeah. And that's and that's and that's it. I know I took a lot out of you there, DT. Oh, you know, I, I it, it is what it is. I mean, I honestly spoke my mind. I mean, no, I, no, I don't that was, do that was a great. That was a great. I don't do rants for entertainment clips, purposes. I right. mean, obviously, I do, I do this for people to get their mind off right. of you know. But you know, that's just how I feel. That's how I feel. Oh. It's you know, again, it's nothing personal. But as far as, you know, the, the character and this person and what he did and what he feels he's owed and coming up with 18 different excuses, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And, that, and that's that. That's a wrap. But because uh, I know we want to end it a little, we went a little bit later, but that was a good way. That's an epic way to end the show. DT. Yeah. Um, everyone that's on Patreon, you're doing Dark Chronicles with Trez tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow night. Yeah, Mish and I, questions. Yeah, Mish and I will be doing Breakfast Soup Wednesday. I PM the VIPers to send in questions for both shows. Again, mm -hmm. uh, patreon.com slash Don Tony. Uh, Facebook.com slash DTKC Show. Your Twitter is at Kev Z Castle. Mm -hmm. um, Don Tony at DonTony.com. And our Patreon, once again, patreon.com slash Don Tony. All right. All right, Kev. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Everybody else, check you out the Patreons on Doc Chronicles tomorrow. Everyone else, check you next week. Take it easy. Peace. <sighs> I hate these fucking Skype sound effects. All right, everyone. For those listening on the download, thank you for the support as always. Kevin and I will be back once again a week from today, which will be the 24th of September. And for those listening live, stay tuned because you have bonus content coming right now. Bet Saratoga this summer with Naira Bets, the official betting partner of Saratoga Racecourse. New customers that sign up today receive a bonus match on their first deposit up to $200 with promo code SPA. Go to nyrabets.com for details and sign up today. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. Myhealthpolicy.com.